Welcome to the annual NBA season preview podcast on the digital side hug. This is super exciting. Uh, Eric Livingston is back. I'm back. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Eric is, of course, uh, our resident um, San Antonio Spurs fan. Absolutely. And which we both regret and and love at the same time. But mostly love. We love you, Eric. Um, we're cheering against the Spurs, sure, of course, but we love you. And also, new to the podcast today is Cameron Hindley. All right, Cam. Cameron, yeah. uh, th- this is this is this your first time to be on the podcast w- with us? This is not only my first time to be on this podcast, but my first time podcasting in general. All so, right. all right, wow, yeah, that's fabulous. Yeah. Now, obviously, uh, I've invited you to be a part of the playoff. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, the season preview of the NBA mm. for a specific reason. Uh, tell us why you're here today and uh, how you're connected to us, this church that I work for, and also a little bit about your love of the NBA. Yeah, um, well, first and foremost, uh, if you listen to the previous week's podcast, you may have heard the voice of Nicole Hindley, who happens to be my lovely wife and David's partner in youth ministry here at Otter Creek. And so uh, that's my connection, I guess, to the ministry. I serve as a volunteer um, sometimes teach Sunday school classes and things of that nature. I work as a small group leader as well. So I'm plugged in in that way. However, when it comes to the NBA, uh, I think I was invited kind of as a pity invite this year. Um, because, because, drum roll, I am a Dallas Mavericks fan. And if you keep up with the NBA, you know that... It's tough times in Dallas. Um, oh. So yeah, that's uh, that's kind of my story, I guess. Well, I think I, I think that I mentioned last year on this on this version of the podcast that we did last year um, to the the panel of guests that we had. I think I said something like, "If Dallas agrees, the Mavericks to just you know." Lay down and let the Grizzlies take the season series from them, and then re, you know refuse to eliminate us in the playoffs if that were to you know come about. I'd be happy to let Cameron on the on the podcast, and they acquiesced. Yeah, Dallas was was that's, was nice enough. That's right. I think Rick Carlisle heard your comments and right. decided that was the best strategy. Well, he so. he wanted you on this podcast uh, to yep. sing the praises of yep. of the Mavericks, and yep. and we're going to get to the Mavericks here in a little bit. Uh, super exciting. To have you here, and I might just say, by the way, youth ministers who listen to this, and obviously, if you're a youth worker or youth minister or youth pastor, and you you have no interest in the NBA whatsoever, that this is not the podcast for you, and that's okay. You know, th- th- it's all right for you to turn turn it off now or skip to the next one or back up. And if you haven't heard, you know, one of the previous podcasts, I might suggest, you know, in my opinion, every single person on earth that is a follower of Christ should listen to the the Dave Clayton podcast from a year and a half ago. So go do that now if you hate the NBA. If you're an NBA fan, you're in for a real, real mm-hmm. treat. Um, and I would just say, Cameron is, is of course, a volunteer in our ministry as well as being the spouse of one of our youth ministers. But also, Cameron, you hold a, a unique distinction as a co-teacher of the most popular class that has ever been taught. At the OCYG on a Sunday morning. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little fuzzy on the numbers, but I think we were pulling over 100 uh, students per class last semester. So, you know. 
sometimes, of course, we break students up according to age or grade or whatever. And then other times we just say, choose the class you want to go to that you're interested in. And Cameron um, and, and a guy named Robert Lindsay. Robert, what's up? Shout out. Uh, Cameron and Robert taught a class about how to faithfully um, engage social media. And the students just ate it up. Yeah, they responded really well. And I think Robert and I were both surprised because we expected 20 or so, maybe, uh-huh. uh, but ended up, you know, exceeding that number. And and it was it was interesting your your uh, sort of role in that because if you go looking for Eric or, or David on Twitter, you'll find us. Eric Livingston, sure, or, I'm out or there. DB seven seven. <laughs> uh, Cameron, how would we find you on Twitter? Uh, you won't. You won't. I am something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I I don't have a Facebook. I don't Twitter. I you know uh, MySpace is dead, but uh, I don't Instagram. <laughs> Uh, Snapchat, all, I, uh, all the all the things. You just the fact, just the fact that you just referenced MySpace gives us all the information yeah. we need to know. Yeah, uh, I'm not on Zanga, I so know. you know that's that's all you need to know. Uh, and for all the right reasons, I might add, having talked to you about that some, uh, and so it, maybe at some point in the future you end up on a podcast talking about the reasons, not just the reasons why you don't engage social media, but also um, maybe how, from your perspective, we can help our students engage social media in ways that are redemptive or to, to process their engagement uh, with social media. Uh, is that a future podcast? Was that just that idea? Does that just get you excited? Or? Yes, yes, done. That would done. be so Let's fun. Put it on the All calendar. right, now Eric, we're missing some people. We are missing some people. Uh, these are guys we've come to lean on and learn and, and learn with and grow with and, and trash talk through the season. Uh, what what's going on? What happened? Well, we're missing three guys. I know. Uh, Josh uh, usually joins us, who is our beloved Pistons fan. Yep. Uh, however, he's had some ministry things come up today, so he he wasn't able to join us. We'll miss his voice. Yeah, and this and that by virtue of the fact that your explanation may be the only time we mention the word pistons. That's true. In this, <laughs> that's true. We may also have less debate about the greatness of LeBron James. Correct. Josh's presence yes. here. Although certainly great. He's, oh man, LeBron's he's awesome. Great. He's hey, great. listen, Josh. No, it, yeah, yeah the, the, we, we, He's he's good. <laughs> he's great. Uh, I'm so, just saying he's not well we won't. also so Wes Riddle my buddy that's an urban farmer in Memphis Tennessee we, we love to bring him in on Skype uh, Wes could not make the the podcast today so Wes um, if you're listening we love you wish you could be here and the playoff preview will be happening um, in f- five and a half months or so uh, so we'll catch you on the flip-flop but also Eric tell us about what's going on with Dinox right now yeah well Dinox is our uh, middle school minister here at, at Otter Creek Dinox is um, not able to join us today because he has something very important going on. <laughs> he is currently in Italy somewhere. Do you know where he is today? Do you have his itinerary? Uh, no, but I'm, yeah, I'm going to guess Naples. Okay, we'll say he's in Naples. I'm going to say that he's on on the island of the Isle of Capri or Capri if you're in Italy as we right, speak. Right. I'm going to say that. Yes, and this is. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is an anniversary trip with his wife. Uh, it's no, it's not an anniversary it's not. trip. Okay. It's just that we're in love and we're going okay. to Italy. All right. And they're 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 falling in love with one another uh, more and more as we as we go through this podcast. Wow. Uh, and also, David did leave with us an envelope that says "Digital Side Hug" 
open during recording of NBA podcast. Oh, so, man. So we're excited about this. It that, is a sealed. That is gold. Yeah. Uh, we're going to open it up at the end of the podcast. There's, uh, I can't wait. Something tells me it has something to do with a fantasy challenge, which, of course, uh, D-Nox came up with last year and blew our minds, and we love it. <laughs> All right, guys, can we get started? Let's do it. Let's do it. This is, uh, we are, uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, the 27th of October, and we are a mere three hours 11 of, minutes and 44 seconds yeah we've got that's right because you got the website open three hours 11 minutes and 39 seconds away from the the tip off of the 2015-16 season it's gonna be so awesome the oh y'all i cannot wait and the first thing we're going to talk about is last year because as you two know and if you're an nba fan you've heard this discussed ad nauseum and i simply want to add a, a, just a little little smidgen of my voice into this conversation i'll throw the question out for you uh, and we'll discuss it and it is this uh, was golden state lucky to win their championship or not cuz you heard doc rivers if, say not long ago they got lucky right right I'm of the opinion that they were. What, what do you no, think? It, if according to the way you just worded that question, they are they were not lucky. They, they did not they, get lucky. They to did win not the... get lucky. However, they certainly had some luck that accompanied them. Okay, <laughs> they had healthy teams. They faced injured teams. They probably had the easiest path in the history the in the history in, of the NBA. <laughs> well. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that. You wouldn't say that they had the easiest relative to the quality in the season, uh-huh. the easiest path to the finals of any team in the history of the NBA. Uh, I don't know if I would say that. When you, I don't know if I would say that when you've got Cleveland on the other side that basically just showed up and got to the finals. But then they but ran into the they quality. ran into a team you know fully healthy, fully engaged, playing yeah, great right, basketball. Right, right. Um, well, Cleveland. Cleveland did. Cleveland, yeah. Yeah. Cleveland ran into Golden State. Correct. Right. Right. So, okay. Sorry. So, so in the Eastern, the finals, yeah. I thought you were saying Golden State ran into Cleveland, which was you know, <laughs> oh no, yeah, yeah, completely ran. decimated. Right. Right. Ran yeah. Exactly. Over, right. Well, you think about the number of teams that Golden State met in the finals, and and at a significantly weakened state on their way to a championship, right? Because in the first round they played New Orleans, uh-huh. yeah. who who, yeah. Was, who was injured. Yeah. An eighth seed that was injured, okay? Yep, right. Uh, in the second round, meanwhile, in the first round, over on the other side yeah, of the bracket. That's, that's more significant than anything <laughs> completely else. But yeah, yeah, your Spurs are eliminated by the Clippers in, in what was unquestionably the, the series of the postseason. Right, right. And stop for a moment and just talk about being eliminated in that series. Well, of course, it was heartbreaking. Um Especially as a Spurs fan, you know we go. If you make the playoffs, that's an average, or you know that's that's just a bare minimum. Our goal every year is to win a championship. So when you don't win a championship, I'm not I'm not just talking smack. I'm saying if it's a, <laughs> well, forgive us if it sounds like that. I'm just saying our expectation is championship, and if you don't achieve that, then it's a less than optimal season. Sure. Although we're glad to be in the playoffs. But that was a heartbreaker. I think whoever came out of that series was going to be so emotionally yeah. exhausted they didn't have a good chance right. to go forward. No doubt. Yeah, and it's it, for me, guys, I was so impressed with the way the Clippers finished off that series with San Antonio. Absolutely. And then so amazed at the way they fell apart against Houston. Yeah. 
you know, the Clippers had a flawed bench, but they were relatively healthy. Their core was healthy. That was the one team that, you know, if they get past Houston, maybe they give Golden State a better run. Right. Houston's missing their best perimeter defender in Patrick Beverly. Yeah. They're missing Donettis Matiunas, who would have made a big difference in that series. Mm-hmm. You could make a case that the toughest out for Golden State last year was Memphis. Right. The only time in the postseason, really, that you saw Golden State panic was in the playoff series with Memphis, where Memphis wins game two in Golden State. Yeah, yeah absolutely. In significantly, I mean, like in convincing fashion, comes home and beats them down in game three by shutting down their shooters. They were shooting air balls. And, and this is with an, a banged-up Mike Conley who couldn't sustain that over a seven-game series because His of what happened. His face was broken, he, right? He literally had a <laughs> okay. broken face. And Tony Allen missed a game in the series due uh-huh. to a sore hamstring. Mm-hmm. So our, our best de- perimeter defenders who were doing the job couldn't sustain that because of injury. I am not trying to say, and we haven't even mentioned the fact that Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love right. didn't play in the finals. Uh-huh. I'm not. I'm not trying to say the Golden State is not a deserving champion. Right. I, I I think they are a deserving champion. I think they got lucky. I don't I, see. I do not see any other way around that. I agree. I will say that during the Memphis series, the four games that they won were by 15, 17, 20, and thirteen. Oh, they thumped. Us. So. Even with the injuries, I, I'm skeptical that Tony Allen and a healthy Mike Connolly could make up a double-digit point differential like that in four games. But, I mean, you, you can't deny that Tony Allen is their their guy on the perimeter. So, you never know. I yeah, know. I think it's fair to say that they got lucky in that they had an easier path than what they should have had. But all things being equal, if everyone had been healthy in some hypothetical world, I still think they were the best team, and I would love to have seen it. Mm. I would yeah, have, lo- I would have to loved say, to, to have seen it. But and, I, I and think I, they were the best team, and I'm not. I'm not trying to say they weren't. I really am not. I, I actually like Golden State. I'm a Festus Azili fan. He went. He <laughs> went to college here in Nashville, and I love watching him play. I really like the way they play. Um, I don't think they're going to win again by virtue of the fact that no. I think I think this is not going to happen again no. for them. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they do it again. And and is now are we ready to transition to our next? Question? I wanted to ask one question about the Cleveland series. Cleveland was playing without Kyrie all the games, or did he play early? And, and I don't think he played a single game in that series. Yeah, so that's major. So Della Vadova is their starting point Correct. guard. I mean that's that's absurd. And then they're also missing Verjao, <laughs> who's their leading yeah. rebounder. So right. you know. Yeah, well, Verevjia was gone all, all year, season, basically. But that's an impact player. They were Absolutely. Yeah. They were depleted. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the reason most people are picking Cleveland to win this year. They're they're relatively healthy. Again, you know, Kyrie's not going to come back at full strength until November. I guess December is when they're expecting him to return sure, to the court. Sure. But they've also got the Eastern Conference to contend with. Yeah, and a little bit later, we're going to you know be talking huge. about the, the Western Conference. Um, in fact, let's do that now. Uh, who do you think is – you know? We could talk about whether or not the Bulls have a chance to unseat the Cavs. Um, I'm gonna, I'm going to say they don't. No. 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 No way <laughs> possible ever. No. So I'd say they're like the third or fourth possibility in the East. So we're going to skip over. Sorry, Josh. We're skipping over the Eastern Conference and the Detroit Pistons <laughs> and any of the chances that they have. We're going to assume the Cavs make it to the finals. Yeah. Who comes out of the West? Who comes out of the West and why? Uh, I'm going to say the Clippers. Okay, let's do this. Let's do this. Give me a best in the West, and then then if that's different, who comes out of the West? Yeah. 
in my case, they're going to be the same. Okay. So sorry, you don't get some diversity there. But I'm going to say the Clippers are going to be the best in the West and that they come out of the West. And I think that's partly just because they're hungry. I think they've survived a lot of adversity over the last couple of years uh, with their owner situation and then with, with DeAndre coming back. Um, I, I think they're just ready. I kind of think it's their turn. They've got a great point guard play. They've got a good coach. I feel like all those pieces are coming together, and I don't like them. I don't want them to win, oh, but, my, so gross. but my head tells me <laughs> they are just incredible. They're I so mean, good. Griffin, yeah. you know. So well, I, and Paul Pierce, the addition of Pierce just yeah. brings something in the gel factory. It's right? got to happen. I, I just feel like this may be their year. Okay. Which is a bummer. Uh, so you're assuming, you know, obviously their backup point guard situation is trouble for them, but but you think Paul holds up enough when it counts to get them the wins needed to get home court. Yeah, you know, certainly injuries can change any kind of prediction we're going to make. Um but Paul's shown he can play really well when he's hurt. Yeah, when he's hurt. Yeah, so. I mean, the only I feel like the only surefire injury we can count on is that Rose will probably play 15 games oh, this season. Yeah, that's hard. But, uh, absolutely, that's that terrible. So but sad. other than that, I'm wow. going to assume that people <laughs> stay healthy. Okay, you say uh, so Clippers. Clippers. So you say Clippers, best record, and coming out of the West. Uh, I don't you know. Say best record. I don't know about best record. Oh, Be- best I thought that's team. what you meant. I'd no, say, just like the best team yeah. right now, okay. and then who and who catches fire? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right, right. Well, I'm going to frame it in terms of best record. I think Golden State's going to have the best regular season record because I think their game yeah. lends itself to the regular season game where people don't show up every night. Well, historically good point differential last year over the the, um, the most yeah. tough, you know, the toughest right. Western Conference. Right. And they and and they they didn't lose anybody. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I think Golden State dominates the regular season. However, I have Oklahoma City, assuming health mm-hmm, again, right. I have Oklahoma City coming out of the West. Um, I just think they have three big guys who I consider starters on any team with Serge Ibaka, um, Adams, and then Mitch McGarry. I know those Mitch McGarry is kind of an obscure name, but he's a really solid player. And then if you have Westbrook and Durant that are healthy, um, I just don't think they're they're stoppable. I don't I don't see it happening. I agree completely, except that I don't think Durant stays healthy. Heartbreakingly, I'm I just don't see it happening. At, right. at least I don't see him being the second best player in the NBA uh-huh. all season long and staying healthy. You know, yeah. he's either a diminished version of Durant or he's going to get injured again. Uh-huh. I, I just I'm afraid one of those two things will happen. And honestly, and I'm a Memphis fan, so I I used to hate Oklahoma City. I'm now to the point where I really just want to see Durant be awesome all season long. Yeah. And I've always said, y'all know, or if you've listened to the previous podcast, Russell Westbrook is the most exciting player in the NBA for my money. Yeah. I love him. <laughs> I think he is a top three player in the NBA yeah. not top five top three and so if I thought Durant were going to stay healthy healthy I would say them too but it kills me to say that that for me Golden State like you said will will look like the best team they're going to have the best record but the team that's going to come out of the West is the Houston Rockets oh. <laughs> I'm, I, and I'm so sad Terrible. about that oh. I know that kills that both us. of you <laughs> you being from Texas but I just was really impressed with what they did last year on with a diminished roster in the playoffs and 
I feel like the the steps they took last year set them up to take another step this year. Of course, they made it to the finals last year, and they're, they're yeah that's what I meant conference finals, Western Conference finals. Uh, they're one of the teams that that they, they may be they may be the toughest team not named Memphis in in the NBA um, in terms of just the nastiest <laughs> players, um, and. They've got a move to make. That's this is a team that's going to make some critical move, you know, before the deadline, and they're going to get better. And they're starting out, you know, maybe a top three team in the West. Maybe not. I mean, they may not be a top three team right now in terms of what everybody's predicting. But I'm saying this is the year that that all the zaniness and sort of Doc Brown dreaming of of Moray finally pays off for them. Wow. That's what I'm saying. Wow. Wow. Houston Rockets. That's my prediction. I I don't like it, but okay. (laughs) You think think Dwight Howard will stay healthy, though? I do. You know, I think, honestly, I think they can win without him. I think they've proven that they can win without him, but I think he'll be healthy enough to be a force to be reckoned with. Do you think He likes where he's playing. I mean, there's no Dwight drama right now. And guys, we didn't have this question, and we didn't we didn't you know schedule to talk about this and you know my nemesis in the NBA is James Harden I think he's going to win the MVP this year this is the year that he does it and I can't stand that I'm going to say that but he's a key to the process he's playing better defense um yeah it, I'm it, sorry I'm sorry to say it if Beverly goes down again this year because Harden's defense is so Suspect. Yeah. Do you think that no. holds true? Right. No. Yeah. If, if Beverly goes down, I don't think they come. They have up no the perimeter defense. He, well, Ariza's okay. Yeah. He's nasty. Be- Patrick Beverly is is nasty, and he yeah. would have made a difference in the in the conference finals. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Okay. Even though that was a letdown a little bit, the conference finals was for, yeah. for me. It, it just didn't play out very well. All right. Uh, so pick a surprise team. And this has to be a legitimate surprise. I'm gonna I, well, if right, I don't like right. what I hear, I'm gonna go. Eh. <laughs> I need this to be a genuine surprise team, and okay, uh, you can choose either conference. This would be a surprise in that you could say this team is gonna make the playoffs. You know, if you say Minnesota is gonna make the playoffs, yeah. that's a surprise team. If you say Milwaukee's gonna make the Eastern Conference Finals, that's a surprise. Okay. Um, well. As, maybe as maybe a, it's not. As as a good segue from where you just came from, I'm going to make a surprise. Okay, pick J- James Harden uh, uh, gets injured and is done well, play the season. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm going to predict which which you know you could come back at, at at six months into this season and probably make fun of me for this. I'm going to predict <laughs> the Rockets don't make the playoffs. That's Whoa. by the by the way. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. That is uh, hilarious. Okay. Right. Oh, I'd be thrilled with that. Yeah. Well, I, I, I would, would have too. so much fun making fun of you over that prediction gone wrong. So the well, Rockets I, will not make the playoffs. I think they will not make the playoffs. You're thinking that. They will be in. Excellent. Yes. You think they will win the championship? No, they're in the finals. In the finals, they, they okay, may lose to Cleveland, Cleveland okay. but who comes out of the West? I think I, it's Houston. I think you're overrating their playoff experience last year. They played. No offense, Cameron, but they played damn. Uh, they played. Uh, <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> hey, they played, come on, no cursing on the yeah, podcast. They played Dallas. Friendly. The yeah. first round, <laughs> and you know Dallas is a great team. The matchup is terrible. However, the matchup is terrible. Hey, no business that, yeah. being hey, there. Y'all just weren't that good last year. It's okay. No, no. <laughs> you don't have to go to matchups. I. Well, I say now that the matchup was terrible. Going into that series, I remember telling everybody that I love the matchup. So you're right. Yeah, Yeah. we were bad. We were bad. Yeah, you 
you is that's probably the team Dallas fans wanted to see in the playoffs it, versus no, the was. Spurs versus the Grizzlies. It was all over the media. We wanted the Rockets because during the regular season we played the Rockets really well. The matchup uh-huh. is decent. Dwight Howard was coming off of an injury, right. so people didn't think he was going to be much of a factor. Right. It, it looked like it was good if we could stop Harden, but our guards but were Monte Ellis, who doesn't play defense, <laughs> and then Rajon Rondo, whose head was yeah, right. in uh, Sacramento. Or essentially, Dallas kind of imploded. It wasn't oh, just the Rockets, which is exactly my point. It wasn't yeah. that the Rockets were ultimately superior. Yeah. Dallas had a little bit of an implosion. Yeah. And then they played the Clippers, who I think were emotionally exhausted, sure. and they just barely got by the Clippers. In historic fact, I mean, the Clippers choked away game Abs- six in absolutely. that series absolutely. amazingly. And and then, you know, they, they basically didn't show up against Golden State. So. I feel like their playoff run was not impressive. And, um, of course, the irony here is last year, if you go back and listen to the podcast at the beginning of last last year, I predicted the Houston Rockets would not make the playoffs. (laughs) So I'm I'm sticking with that. One of these years I'll be right. Um, But I I just feel like they're ripe for an implosion of their own. You know, Dwight Howard's always Mm -hmm. a little bit emotionally fragile. Mm -hmm. And they're so one-dimensional. They're so dependent on Harden that if anything goes wrong with him – you know that that could really upset their chances. So that's my okay. surprise pick. I think Houston does not uh, show up this year. Okay. Um, so that's your surprise pick that may it's a, it's a negative surprise. Cause, pick. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, a it's surprise a team. You're yeah, predicting a surprise, a surprise. team. Surprise. Yeah. Okay. So going going the opposite <laughs> way, I'm going to pick a I'm surprise. Crossing my fingers, Eric. I'm going to pick a surprise uh, positive team. Okay. okay. I think the Bucks, like you said, I think the Bucks will be representing oh. the East. Uh, not 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 beating Cleveland necessarily, but okay. in, the, in the Eastern Conference. They finals. will be in the Conference Finals. Yeah, okay. They, okay. they will be there. Um, I love the addition of uh, Greg Monroe from Detroit. I think that puts them over the top. Uh, we Dallas got Zaza Pachulia <laughs> from Milwaukee, but Greg Monroe I think is already a major upgrade over Pachulia for their offense. Um, and then you've got the Greek freak who's just going to have another yeah, year yeah. of experience. You've got Jason Kidd who's just going to be another year uh, better as a coach. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I just I really like the series that they had going out last year, and I felt like the energy is there for them to sustain a really strong run. So do you think they're going to have the best record in the East? No, you no. Know, a lot of people are saying Cleveland's going to manage their schedule. They're going to rest. LeBron will take a sabbatical. You know, they're not gunning for the number one yeah. seed. You know, to be honest, it wouldn't surprise me if Chicago puts together the best regular season record. But I just I think the Bucks, who really challenged Chicago, in yeah, the playoffs, I think the Bucks will be there at the Eastern okay. Conference Finals against I, Cleveland. I like that, and I almost I almost went with Milwaukee because I really like them. I mean, you heard me say earlier, would it be a surprise for them to make the Conference Finals? I think it would be. Uh, and I almost said that, but I'm going to say the Utah Jazz win uh. a playoff series. Whoa! <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, they're going to win a playoff series. And I'm counting on the fact that they're going to get the seven seed. I don't know how. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, I like their roster. I like that team. Wow. I think and they're going to beat a two. In, I think in they're the going to beat the two seed in the West. Yeah, I think they're going to win a playoff be, series. We may San Antonio. We may need to stop. <laughs> I mean, this podcast Houston. And have an intervention <laughs> offline. I'm telling you, I, that's insane. <laughs> but, but but so Utah well, the, has Gordon Hayward, who's become a a, a solid a star, solid star. Yes. Yeah. Not a superstar yet, but he's become a star. Yeah. Is Carl Malone in that Perhaps line? the best defender in the NBA. 
in Rudy Gobert, one of. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, yeah. And they, they scrap. And when you play Utah, you get their best effort every night. I think they're well coached. I, th- I think mm-hmm. that they're going to surprise us. Actually, I don't know that it would be a surprise for them to make the playoffs as the eighth. N- nobody's predicting them to do that, but I think mm-hmm. they would be in the I think seven the would in be, the mix. Seven would be yeah. a surprise. It might but be. Yeah. I think they have that home court advantage that Denver has, being yeah. up in the mountains. That's People right. always talk about. Absolutely. Being a tough place okay. To play. Uh, this is the last of a sort of three-part predictive process. Mm-hmm. Make a, a bold prediction that we're going to make fun of you for, for later. That is not necessarily team related. I want something that that you just predict and stand on that I can make fun of you for in a few months. Well, it's possible that's already happened. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. You might have but, two. Yeah. But Cameron, you want to get? You yeah, I'll go. I'll go first. Um, my bold prediction that will probably cause me some grief. Um, and Josh Gray, if you're if you're listening, uh, you know, tune in for this one. Oh, oh he's listening. Um, I I think that uh, the Detroit Pistons will not only have a winning record, uh, but that they will be a top six seed in the East. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And and let me tell you why. I, I think that as much as losing Monroe is going to kill them, they still have Andre Drummond, who's a great player down low. Um, they re-signed Reggie Jackson, who I'm not crazy about as a player, but he's young and he's solid. Brandon Jennings is coming back, and he was injured at a time last year when they were really getting hot and they were putting together a lot of uh, wins. And then I also like just having another year of continuity under the same head coach, um, who is uh, Stan Van Gundy, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you've got a really uh, a coach with a great pedigree and um, some some decent pieces. They picked up um, Ilya Sova, who's a power forward that can, you know, he's he's decent. So, so yeah, I like the Pistons to uh, take a top six seed in the East with a winning record. Because in the East, you can get a top yeah, six seed right. without a winning record. So, right. yeah. so yes, winning record, Pistons. Yeah. All right, good. I think I'm gonna make a bold prediction that the Lakers get the eight seed in the West. Uh, I think, does that qualify as a bold prediction? <laughs> Y'all are both looking at me like a... <laughs> well, because they've had an accident <laughs> in my <laughs> Yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just. I didn't. I didn't expect that. That's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that qualifies as a, okay. a, a prediction right. that I'm willing to make fun. Of. I mean, so that, if the Lakers most get likely last, going to make fun of you, you can feel free to make fun. Kobe is like 45 now, right? Yeah, that's right. So, Something yeah. like that. No, he's he's uh, what is he? 30. He's like Dirk age, maybe. I think, I think he's, he's younger than Dirk actually. Yeah, because he's like a year younger. Yeah. But he's played in the league longer, probably. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. Look it up. Anyway, I, I I feel like you know I, I think that he said that this is his last year. And so, you know, I I guess he could change his mind. He could, it's not like he tries to copy Michael Jordan, but, you know, he might change (laughs) his mind and come back. Uh, I I feel like as a swan song, you know, he is a a true, amazing player, and we don't give him the love and respect. Of course, he's been out of the picture for a year, but he's definitely not a top five player anymore. I don't even know if he's a top 10 player, Mm -hmm. but he's got the heart of a champion. Mm -hmm. He's got certainly incredible gifts and i don't really like him he's not my favorite guy but it wouldn't surprise me if he just willed his team to enough wins to get the eighth spot and then promptly got eliminated in the first round but uh so that's a prediction i don't know how bold that is and they have randall coming back from injury the rookie from Kentucky, right? Yeah, and uh-huh. if, I yeah. mean they had a terrible year last year. Maybe he, it, maybe he can play three games before getting right. right. Yeah. But in defense, I mean they had terrible injuries. So yeah. if they Jordan can, Clarkson's if they can good. stay healthy, yeah. 
I could see that happening. Okay, my bold predictions. I I, I, I thought about saying Rose stays healthy the whole year. That that is bold. Bold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought about saying LeBron gets injured and misses the playoffs. Oh, oh yeah. But I couldn't even bring myself to say well, it. Well, and just I wouldn't felt, make fun of you for well, that. You just did. right. Yeah. The other, and this is what I settled on, and I'm and I'm serious. I really think it could happen because of how good the West is. But the Spurs missed the playoffs. Which segues us into our next our next item on the agenda is take a shot at, at each other's teams. Yeah, and so that's a shot. I, I'm going to, I've already sort of taken a shot at yeah. your team, yeah, you know, just by you. saying yeah. y'all stunk last year. Yeah. I think uh, you both that, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I I I just Lamarcus Aldridge is not a spur. He he, yeah. he for his whole career he has been a, a great isolation player. He has been a, a terrorizing force against the Grizzlies. But for all the reasons that we've feared him as an individual when we play Portland, it's completely different. The reasons why we fear the Spurs when we play the Spurs, the the team's getting older. That's obvious. Sure. An injury to Kawhi Leonard. And a lack of fit by Aldridge, and you're not winning 50 games. And in the in the Western Conference, it's going to take 48, 49. Oh, yeah, in the Southwest wins. Division, where you're playing exactly. Yeah, right. So yeah, that's my, that, 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 that's that's my bold. shot at your team. Well, that's <laughs> bold and a shot. You know, that would be like the first time in what 26 years. I, I know. <laughs> I'm telling you, I really went for it on the bold prediction. Absolutely. So take a shot at one of our teams. Um, well, I would take. I'm a shot. ready. I'm ready to handle it. Well, well since we're on Spurs, <laughs> let's just you take a shot at your own team, right? Because we're supposed to do that. Yeah, too, that's right. So yeah, you take a shot at your own team. Well. You know, there is some merit to, you know, certainly if Kawhi gets injured, then we're screwed. The other big question mark in my mind, maybe even more so than LaMarcus, although you make a good point, you know, we, we've, our bread and butter over the last 25, 26 years has been we've had players for their entire career right, and right. build around them. So it's hard for me to, we have several beloved Spurs throughout that history that have then been traded. Um, but I don't, I'm struggling to come up with somebody who has been added to the Spurs in the middle of their career that has had great success. So Lamarcus is certainly a question mark. I feel like the biggest question mark is Tony Parker. Uh, you um, know, he hasn't been right in oh, a season and yeah, a half. Absolutely. And um, you know, it, it, he, even though he knows that he can be more of a distributor and less of a scorer, that that's a big question mark. So. There are a lot of people in Spurs Nation that are saying Patty Mills needs to be the starter yeah. already. Wow! And that's a question mark because we we don't know if he can if he can play at that level. He looks He's been like, great. He, he wow. looks like he can. Yeah. But but, yeah. but until that shift happens, right, you won't right, know. Right. Yeah. So there are, there definitely are some legitimate question yeah. marks. There's huge upside for the Spurs, but there are some absolutely. Well, I I expect I wouldn't be surprised if they win the NBA Finals. Yeah. You know, but you also wouldn't be surprised if they didn't make the playoffs. No, no. <laughs> I, it's a bold prediction <laughs> okay, that I okay. would expect to be made right. fun of for later. Okay, sure. I see holes. You know, yeah. I, I see some cracks um, in the Spurs that I that I'm crossing my fingers hoping are legitimate. Right. <laughs> I, I see some cracks, but I've seen some cracks for the last six or seven yeah. years, and, and so yeah. far we've we've done okay. Sure. The other the other shot I would take at the at the Spurs is um, I don't know if anybody else has noticed this, but sometimes Pop can be an ass. 
<laughs> well, is that? Yeah. But that's not really a shot at the. No, it's not a shot at. I mean, the he's kind of team, endearing, it's kind of endearing though. His right, attitude, yeah, right. is, you know, dealing with people it. like run but through walls just, for the guy. So, absolutely. Yeah. But if we're just making fun of the yeah. Spurs, okay, there sure. is that. Uh, anything you want to okay. say about the Spurs? Yes, your best. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. I yes. love this. Here's how I want to. Here's yes, how I want to break into this. Your best signing of the summer was Danny Green. Oh, Marcus Aldridge. Yeah. Okay. Yes, so and I might agree. That could be true. Yeah, your best signing was Danny Green, who's a quality player. That would have been the MVP of the finals yeah. in 2014, right? If he if they had closed the deal in game or, six. Or 2000, was it yeah. 13? Thir- yeah, uh, you're talking about the loss to thirteen. Miami? Yeah, yeah, 13, to Miami. yeah, thirteen. Yeah, thirteen. Okay, so uh, and sure. the reason I say that is because, I, like uh, David was saying, I don't trust Lamarcus Aldridge as a good fit with the team. Um, he's coming from a Portland system that has Damian Lillard and right. uh, formerly Wes Matthews also. So fantastic guard play. And the key stat that I wanted to point out is that LaMarcus Aldridge averaged less assists per game than Dirk Nowitzki, Anthony Davis, Blake Griffin, <laughs> Zach Randolph, Tim Duncan, uh, Donatus Montiunis from Houston, <laughs> Uh, and even Zaza Pachulia at the Mavs New Center. So combined, he, I'm just yeah, combined, yeah. No, but he averaged yeah. he averaged less assists per game than all of those players who I consider kind of the yeah. the premium front court guys yeah, in yeah, the Southwest right, right. Division. Um, so Aldridge, um, you know, he's he's not much of a passer, and I think the Spurs offense relies on ball movement. Absolutely. Um, and he's also not much of a defensive specialist. Um, so I think you kind of lose what Splitter brought to the team in that sense. Um, uh, I'd say that's an even trade, probably. Interesting. But, okay. Uh, but you're certainly right about on the offensive side. Okay. So. Yeah. So he 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 clogs up the offense, and yeah. I think that yeah. because of that, this is a kind of a bold prediction. Cl- clogs up or stops? I mean, do, does he does he cause it to come to a halt, or does uh, he clog it up? I think he Cause, clogs it up. Okay. Okay. I think, I think neither. I think he knows it's a totally different system, uh, and. Yeah, that's what everybody's hoping in 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 Spurland. I I don't know if I had if I had Wesley Matthews and Damian Lillard on my perimeter, I would pass the ball a lot to those guys. But well, that's. Anyways, Fair enough. Anyways, Fair anyways. Point. I, I, I want to stop for just a moment and, and just just in, in in recognition of the fact that we just called Zaza Pachulia a, pr, a premier pr, premier. Passing. Oh, oh, passing. Okay, what did I I thought, you said premier front, front court player in, oh, in the oh, Southwest oh, Division. I, 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 I meant like uh, starters or rotation players. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah, I apologize. But I anyways, just thought that was awesome. I wanted to tell you that I think the Spurs point difference. He's going to have so much fun hearing that on this podcast. Yeah, the, the Spurs point difference. <laughs> Zaza um, is going to drop from 6.2, which was, uh, I think, second highest in the league, um, to 3.2. Okay. So it's, it's going to cut virtually in half. Yeah. Okay. And just because a lot of, of that, question you're going to be a lower seed in the West, six, six to eight. Yeah. There are question marks, um, which is about the best you can do to take a shot at the Spurs is to say legitimate question marks <laughs> for the past 20 years. Right, yeah. Uh, okay, What's so Mavericks, we, we, we've already sort of taken a shot at the Mavericks. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I would necessarily say anymore. I mean, I don't think they have a, ho- a hope or a prayer at the playoffs. And Why? Well, I mean, I would say my shot at them would be how have you, you know, how have you done this to Dirk? What, what did Dirk do to deserve yeah. a, a final two or three years of of you know relegation to the the lottery? I mean, because I, I feel like th- they're in rebuilding mode, or, or they should be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And they almost pulled it off. They, they almost, almost rebuilt. Maybe. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> of course. But it didn't happen. It didn't happen. No, it did not. So yeah. you're in the midst of a rebuild that you didn't even you didn't even really pull off. Um, so I you know, I just think it's Dirk deserved better. Yeah. yeah. Would be my shot at the Mavs. I mean, you know, the Mavs swept us in a playoff series, so I can't, you know, um, there will always be a, a tender spot there. But what what, do you, yeah. what would you say? Well, I hesitate to take a shot at the Mavs just because I feel like if you're going to take shots at teams, they should be relevant teams. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would say, yeah, obviously, you know, Dirk's in the twilight, which yeah. I, yeah. I can I can feel that pain with Tim Duncan. Sure. Um, but, you know <clears> – <throat> Had Rajan worked out better, had he not been a head case, yeah. that could have gone well. Had yeah. DeAndre committed. If that signing you know, sticks, yeah. They're so close to being a totally different team. Totally. Um, so I, I think you're relegated to some mediocrity for an, another couple of years anyway. Yeah, I think at best we might be able to replicate what Portland had if Darren Williams becomes – somewhat of a version of his old the self old, yeah. you know and, and yeah. Wes Matthews recovers from his ankle injury I think we could replicate Portland which is a solid regular season team but not built for the playoffs which that's what the maps historically are anyways I mean over the last decade mm-hmm. yeah um, my shot that I would take in the Mavericks is that we don't have any rebounding presence because Dirk pulls down some <laughs> defensive boards but only because he's seven foot tall and Zaza Pachulia is not a premier front court player as, <laughs> right. I, as I um maybe alluded to earlier so yeah so we we don't rebound and because of that teams like the Clippers uh Houston the Spurs who rebound really well we're just not going to be yeah. competitive so yeah that's that's uh it okay so Grizzlies take a shot of course I'm a Grizzlies fan everybody yeah, knows that yeah. um yeah, you know, I, I don't know if I have a shot to take it at the Grizzlies. I I love the Grizzlies. I love their grit and their grind. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I the, uh, Memphis is the closest, uh, kind of the closest uh, NBA facility to us right now yeah. here in Brentwood, Tennessee. Is that right? So I've been to Grizzlies games. I don't know three or four times in the last couple of years. Usually to see the Spurs. Well, I guess I always to see the Spurs. Um, I will say, I guess this could be a shot. I don't wear my Spurs gear when I go there because I fear for my safety. <laughs> Are you is taking that... a shot at the city of Memphis right now? This, this is not how this game was supposed to be played. <laughs> You're taking a shot at my hometown. No, I'm just saying. The entire city. Yeah. I enjoy no, the game, but I like to be. They're too passionate about their team. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Settle down over there, Memphis. Settle down. Okay. All right. I'll allow it. Yeah. Okay. My shot is uh, congratulations. You have Matt Barnes, the league's least likable player. Um, Barnes, who not only is in the business of attacking coaches nowadays, um, also was tied for the most ejections last year um, with two. I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot, but two out of right. 82. That's you know. tied with uh, Demarcus Cousins, probably. Uh, yeah, actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got it. So, yeah, two ejections. He had 13 technical fouls, which was good enough for fourth in the league. Uh-huh. Um, and then he was eighth in personal fouls with 240. And he has a career average of four personal fouls per 36 minutes. And he plays about 30 minutes a game. Yeah. Um, so because of that, I wanted to tell you that the Grizzlies, <laughs> who actually who, <laughs> who averaged the second least opponent free throw attempts. So that's good. They, they gave up the second fewest free throw attempts. How is that possible? 
That's amazing. That's the Grizzlies, amazing statistic. The Grizzlies will now be yeah. at the other end of the spectrum <laughs> because you know Matt Barnes is a is a high foul player. Um, but also Marcus Saul and Tony Allen average close to four personal fouls per game. So I think you're going to give up a lot of free throws, and if anything hurts the Grizzlies, I mean, they're so good defensively. But if anything hurts you guys, it's going to be yeah. uh, the free throw line. So, uh, so if you play the Rockets, you're in big trouble because they'll shoot fifty oh my free goodness. throws. Yeah, it, right. Because yeah. James Harden, he'll know. pull out his magic right. wand and yeah, pull uh-huh. a Jedi mind trick over the refs <laughs> and get to the line a thousand times a game. Right. Um, my shot, I just, I just took a shot at the Rockets. Nobody here yeah. cheers for the Rockets. <laughs> I, I would take a, I mean, my shot at us, at the at the Grizz would just be, how, how, how have you not signed a shooter? You know, we signed Barnes. Our biggest need is shooter. And Matt Barnes is our signing? He's serviceable. I mean, he's serviceable, but we've got serviceable shooters. Yeah. We've got, you know. And we're always sort of crossing our fingers, hoping that our serviceable shooters will make the one right. three out of you know thirty three percent of their threes at least. You know right. they could just hit two out of six. Um, and you look around the league and you think, man, if we could just get you know five more three attempts a game and and shoot at a five percentage points higher. Yeah. You know we're we're a we're a different team. I mean, we, I don't want to change the grit grind. I love the way we play with heart. I love the hustle. I I love our personality as a team. Ah, oh, but it, can you not find one shooter? And so we come into the season with second year Jordan Adams as you know, and everybody's yeah. thinking maybe Adams will will get out there and break into the rotation and help from the perimeter. And Adams gets injured. You know, so now Jordan Adams is oh. is. He he didn't get a chance in the preseason to even oh. get a look from the coaches, uh, you know. So you're still hoping on old guys like Matt Barnes or Vince Carter, um, <laughs> or or you're hoping that Tony Allen just won't shoot it when they stop guarding right, him, right. you know. So anyway, just to, we we still have not answered the question of shooting, and we honestly we're we're one of the best teams in the NBA. Uh, yeah. None of the national people give us credit for being up there or deserving it. You know, we're always fifth or sixth. We're always a you know kind of on the second edge. Tier. We're always on the second in the second tier, Zach even Lowe. though Zach nobody Lowe. wants to play us. Yeah. You know, nobody wants to yeah. play us because we're good and we're smart. And you know, Mike Conley, I would take him over Chris Paul any day of the week. I'd take him over John Wall. Yeah. I'd take him over Russell Westbrook even. Oh, um, I, don't, I, I don't know I, what's I, happening here. <laughs> <laughs> you lost me. Yeah. I just love everything about him. You know, Gasol, maybe the, you know, he's. You, you he's love him more than those center. other guys. You would not take him over those other guys. Well, I certainly would take him over the the first two I said, John Wall and Chris Paul. I, you know, with Russell Westbrook. You just have to change your team. It's just a completely different team. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, so I've thought about this a lot because he is the type of person I don't I don't know Russell Westbrook I actually suspect he's a pretty great dude and does you know kind of a lot for the community seems, in Oklahoma City yeah. he's the one point guard that I that I might prefer over Mike Conley but anyway I we got to find shooting and we didn't do it yeah, it, yeah. we, we, we uh, didn't do it and so great know, great blue collar work ethic but I'm afraid they're still second tier we're still crossing our fingers hoping yeah. when it comes to those games where we're gonna have to hit some threes mm-hmm. uh, so we're gonna start to wind down here. Give me a quick, and we can't rant about this. But is there is there a best and worst thing about the NBA? You know, this podcast. If you listen to this, you know the NBA is my favorite league. Um, give me a best 
or worst thing about the NBA as a league, the system, the league? Okay, I got mine ready to go. So the worst thing is the uh, moratorium before the free agent signings can happen because that's when DeAndre Jordan walked out on the Mavericks. (laughs) So I think it's completely meaningless. I understand why they have it from a business perspective, but just just push free agency back. It doesn't make sense to have that risk. On the alternative, on the other hand, I think free agency is the best thing about the NBA because baseball is all about the trade. Uh, The NFL is all about the draft, but NBA owns free agency. It's the most exciting part of the summer. So that's mine. Awesome. All right. I'd say the worst thing is three games in four nights. Just stop it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it totally changes the dynamic of the game. You can't, you know, when even on even a back to back, which maybe there's no way around that. I don't know. But uh, the second night of a back-to-back or the fourth night of a three games in four nights, it's just a totally different team. Yeah. You, it, it doesn't give you any kind of true competition. Yep. You know, one team's fresh and one team's tired. It's just not a good competition. I don't enjoy that. Um, but the, wor- the best thing about the NBA, clearly, in my mind, is the seven-game playoff series. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. always... I think I want to say always gives us the actual best team. Maybe a few exceptions, but generally you get the best team out of that. There's drama, there's excitement, there's opportunity for adjustments in between. I just love the strategy that comes in a seven-game series. It's awesome. I think it's great. I'm going to say my favorite thing about the NBA is this, is just the overall salary structure. I, I, I just love that that salaries are guaranteed. You know, for, for mm. many of them are guaranteed. Uh, so the money's the money's there. You know, players don't get exploited mm. like they do in some other sports because yeah. they sign and agree to play for this, and then they get cut or they get shortchanged or whatever. So if a if a team wants you and they pay mm. to get you, they've got you, and now they're stuck with you. You know. But but that's the way of the system, and so yeah, it, it's it a comes, contract. It's a contract, yeah. and it comes back to bite the team in yeah. some cases. Uh, it it you know, I I love, but it's not just that. It is that there is a salary cap, and that that it keeps you know teams on a level playing field. Yeah. The worst thing is, I think the the one problem with that is that in the NBA, unlike any other sport. One superstar player can make such a difference that it tends to put small market teams in a serious disadvantage. Ah, So Memphis has the same salary structure, and that's great, and that's fair. But but Memphis, Memphis. but Memphis can't draw the top talent, you know. Yeah. And and Cleveland, you could look at Cleveland and say Cleveland lucked out because LeBron was born in Akron. I mean, that's really why LeBron, sure. the most famous basketball player, the most popular player, and the best player is in Cleveland is, is because he grew up there. You know, there's no way he's in Cleveland otherwise. And so, you know, as a Memphis fan, I'm thinking our only shot to really get a top-tier talent, a Russell Westbrook, an Anthony Davis, one of those people, is to be so bad and get lucky in the draft and then and then just hope our window you know hoping win while they're there until right. they go somewhere yeah. else or that a player grows up in Memphis and becomes the best player in the world you know and i i mean that almost happened with Penny Hardaway we didn't have a franchise in Memphis at the time you know and then and then you look and you see who makes the finals who wins the finals and it's usually the team with Michael Jordan on it you know sure. it's usually the team with LeBron James on it and and so, of course, Memphis is, is considered second tier, 
because it's so hard to break into that first tier unless you have that player. And that, that to me, is the worst thing about the system because – you know, you're always playing behind the eight ball if you are a small part. I mean, Milwaukee's in that boat, right? But now. San Antonio is the model of, of how you can make that work. And, and Golden and they, State and, had to build And they it. got lucky yeah. to get it. You know, you, you, yeah. you got two first-round draft picks at the same time playing yeah. at peak level, and one of them happened to be maybe the most stand-up guy, you know, in the last yeah. 50 yeah. years right, of the right, NBA. Right. Uh, anyway, it's not impossible. It just is, it, to me, a little slight flaw in the system. Totally. All right, our, so – are y'all ready for the fantasy envelope for us to open up this fantasy envelope thing? David Knox gave Straight us. Straight from Italy, right? Yeah. Well, he didn't mail it. I think um, he left from it here. From with love. Okay, so he got a copy in here for each of you. And now I'm going to read. Okay, so it says, here it is. Um, the, the Digital Side Hug NBA Conference Redistribution Fantasy Draft 2.0. This year, teams are organized according to the value of their nickname using the Scrabble tile point Whoa, system. Okay. So we're doing Scrabble this All year, right. guys. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So teams are then collected into six sets of five teams. So each participant in the podcast will pick one collection of five teams to be their teams for the year. Okay. The winner will be the team with the best average win percentage at the end of the season. So they've, oh, they've been divided by Scrabble value. tile values. Right. Then then you get uh, – so you you you're, you pick one of those groupings. Right. And then their win total, uh, win percentage at the end of the season determines and those are the your win. teams. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. So um, for background on how groups were formed, where there was a tie in Scrabble value, the tiebreaker became the location moniker for the teams. <laughs> of course, by Scrabble value. Yeah. So where a tile, uh, I'm sorry, where a tie still persisted, the last name wow. of the head coach of that team. Wow. Uh, was that happen? Used, I don't amazing. know. I haven't looked at it yeah. yet. Um, okay, so draft order um, is picks are assigned in order of the value of last name, <laughs> with Knox automatically getting the last pick since he isn't uh, here in even the though, country. Even though he has a K and an X. Even <laughs> though a four-letter 15-point wow. value is pretty solid and would have won. <laughs> <laughs> David Knox, you're a genius. Okay, so Hindley wins the tiebreaker over Eric Livingston. So uh, you, By virtue of my first name. That's right. You'll get to pick first. <laughs> then Eric Livingston gets to pick second. Graves right. comes third. Riddle comes eighth. Rubio, who has the smallest uh, tile value for my name, I guess with three vowels, that's, that's going to happen. Uh, an R and a B and then three vowels and then Knox is sixth. So uh, let's go ahead and, just, and read out the divisions. So whoever chooses the wordsmiths gets these teams as, as their team for the right, season. Right, right, right. The Jazz, the Grizzlies, the Blazers, so far all names with Zs, the Timberwolves, and the Wizards. That's amazing. The Jazz are in front of the Grizzlies uh, with so many more letters, but I guess J is just oh, worth yeah, a bunch. J so Jazz, Grizzlies, t- Trailblazers, Timberwolves, and Wizards. Somebody gets to choose those. Next, uh, Eric, you read the Dean's List. The Dean's List division is the Mavericks, the Knicks, the Hawks, the Cavaliers, and the Clippers. Ranging from ranging from Mavericks with 20 um, points, who lost the tiebreaker with the Washington Wizards, by the way, because of the Washington is right. worth 17 right. and the word Dallas only 7. Got it. Uh, ranging down to the Clippers, which have a tile value of 14. 
so okay. Uh, so the next division is called the playing for second division. Uh, second <laughs> division. Uh, Bobcats, Rockets, Bucks, Pelicans, and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, Oklahoma City Thunder winning the tie with the Warriors and the Celtics, who also both had eleven points uh, according to tile value in Scrabble. Uh, the the fourth division is the gotta play something division. Warriors, Celtics, Kings, Lakers, and Magic. <laughs> hey, hey, the Celtics might win some games this year. Uh, yeah. Uh, Warriors, Celtics, Kings, Lakers, Magic. All right. Now, go. It's, it's interesting. No, there's a four-way tie there. In, in tie oh, for tie. yeah, for 10th. That's right. So the Kings, Pacers Lakers, lost out. Magic were all tied with also the Pacers. So those first three teams are in, in the got-to-play-something division. Now, in the playing Scrabble against your niece division... We begin with the Pacers, <laughs> who were pushed into this division not only because they're uh, they lost the tiebreaker with the Kings, Lakers, and Magic, right, which came down to the coach's last name. Yeah, that's right. Significant. So we've got the Pacers, the Nuggets, the Pistons, the Raptors, and the Bulls all in the playing scrabble against your niece division. <laughs> okay, and uh, bringing up the rear, we have the nothing left in the rack division. Uh, the Spurs, the Heat, the Nets, <laughs> the Suns, and the 76ers. And we should point out that the Spurs and the Heat were relegated to this uh, division because they lost a tiebreaker with the Chicago 15 points, uh, Bulls 7 points. So many vowels. And the 76ers is really in trouble because that's a, a, a the number 7 and the number 6, which have zero yeah. right. value on the Scrabble board. An E, an R, and an S, which are each worth one. Incredible. Incredible. Uh, the 76ers are horrible. Okay, so we've got the first two picks okay. here, right? Okay. Hendley and the, <laughs> the 76ers are, are that, horrible. How apropos. <laughs> they, they can lose any game they play. <laughs> Basketball. Okay, travel. Hendley has the first pick. Okay. Uh, you're taking a look at these teams, yeah. Hendley. Uh, we don't have much time. The podcast clock is running. Okay, yeah. I'm a, Okay, so this is kind of a homer pick, but I'm going to go with the Dean's List division because it contains the Mavericks, but I also like... Uh, the Clippers, the Cavaliers, and the Hawks as solid playoff teams, so they're going to have good winning percentage. And the Knicks with a healthy Carmelo Anthony all year will probably see uh, an improvement. So I'm going to go with the Dean's List division. Okay. Uh, which means I'm going to go ahead and go with the playing for second division. That's the Bobcats, the Rockets, the Bucks, the Pelicans, the Thunder. Okay. All... Um, all with a good potential of producing a good record, especially the Rockets and the, and the Thunder. Man. So, that's re- you. That's a that, wrong division. That was the that was the division I wanted. Yeah, sorry. Um, and I'm I'm assuming I get to go third since I'm present here. And and David mentioned that he was last by virtue of the fact that he's not present. So Josh uh, West, too bad. Um, and I'm probably going to lean toward Warriors, Celtics, Kings, Lakers, and Magic. Uh, definitely not taking the playing Scrabble against your niece division. <laughs> Uh, might choose the nothing left in the rack division because the Suns. I mean, the Suns. The Suns could be an eight. They could. They're certainly going to win. They're going to have a winning record, uh, and they could be a playoff team. You know, the Nets are going to take a dip, but the Heat. The Heat are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a tough one. I really think the Timberwolves and Wizards and Blazers will will not be real good. So. I am going to. You know what? I, the I, up there at the I'm side. going Grizzlies. I'm going Wordsmiths. I'm going to yeah. take the Wordsmiths. Yeah. The the blue color is drawing my eye. It also has my surprise pick, Jazz. 
who I expect to make the playoffs and win a, a playoff series. The Wizards are a solid team. And then the Wizards may win some healthy, teams, some healthy games healthy in John the Wall. Yeah. And maybe the Trailblazers. Maybe Terry Stotts, we find out this year, he's one of the best coaches in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, he's certainly oh, one of the most yes. laid-back coaches. I meant right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, hey, listen, we haven't done a Morris Gregwire question. Um, this is a friend of mine that, that asks great questions. His question for you today is, um, when has one pair of pants relegated all other pairs of pants to to uh, the the to the drawers? I yeah. mean, like when when to you know off the sure yeah <laughs> out of the rotation out of the rotation to right. the drawers might be poorly yeah placed. right uh, in our lifetime yeah yeah when uh, when has described the pair can, of pants I can that, tell you in seventh grade I think. Uh, there was a brand of pants that was highly coveted called Z Cavaricci. Yeah. Dinox might maybe hanging out with Mr. <laughs> Cavaricci right now. I had a pair of Z Cavaricci's that were uh, whitewashed. They had the the baggy flare and then kind of narrow at the ankle, as I recall. High waisted, yeah. good looking. I mean, good looking pants. Um, mine were not. Uh, they were bought at a store, but they were bought at like a secondhand. I think there was some sort of dysfunction with the pants, but I could never figure out what that was. <laughs> but when I owned those pants, boy, they were they were the go-to pants for sure. Okay, wow. good. Just picturing those pants. They were they were gold. Beautiful. <laughs> okay, uh, mine is not as uh, cultured sounding as that is. Uh, the designer <laughs> is um, the designer is Target or Target. Oh. Um, yeah. So it, these are just a, it's a pair of. Pretty run-of-the-mill, uh, I guess they're like chinos or something. They're kind of like these uh, casual khakis, but they can also be like business casual or even good enough for some dress occasions. So very they're, professorial. They're, yeah, they're very versatile pants. So because of that, they kind of were my go-to for a while. Um, also kind of tapered down the leg. So yeah, trendy. Yeah, so yeah. All right, okay. I got a pair, finally, of, of Patagonia zip-zip-off-the- Oh, Leglets yeah. oh, yeah. pants. Shants. Yeah, I got some this summer, and they're they're so it's it's so exciting to have pants that can be I, short and they dry really fast. I you know I'm, I've I've always worn just jeans or cotton khakis or something like that, and these I don't even know what they're made out of, <laughs> but they're they. they they resist water. Water sits on them like a lily pad, guys. And then if it does, they get wet, they dry. Oh, my goodness. I'm ready to go fishing. I don't fish or hunt, but uh, I'm but wearing Patagonias. Wow. But you could. That's wow. right. You're, prep, you're prepared. So that's my answer. Morris Gregoire, thank you. Guys, Good. if if there were a button, in, there's a button in front of you, and if you press it, we have to redo this podcast. We, we, we didn't. None of this lasted. It's it, We had to do it again right now. Like the recording didn't work. We had to record. That would right, never happen. Right. The recording didn't work, and we had to do it all again. If you if you do not press the button, then then you you can't do it again, and it doesn't exist. We just This year, we just skip it and don't do okay. it. This never happened. This never happened. We just don't do it. You, if you press it, you've got to sit here again for another hour. <laughs> <laughs> and find the energy to say the same stuff you just oh. said. If you don't press it, then you get up and walk away and, and we act like this never happened and there is no podcast. Well, that's not even... A, I mean, you, you pre I'm pressing the button. Yeah! Oh, yeah! <laughs> yeah! Oh, 
well, yes. you guys, you guys hurt my Mavs heart, my little Mavs, <laughs> my little Mavs heart. Um, but but I'm pressing the button. I'll, I'll press the button. That's great. I would definitely do that. Uh, in part because I love you guys. Well, we love. I love y'all. And listen, we, we we were we we thought about trying to add a ministry element to this. <laughs> <laughs> That's but then we figured by the by 30 minutes in, um, it would have been people would have dropped off too much, and and there may not be anyone else still listening to this podcast. Uh, in fact, do me a favor if you're still listening, <laughs> if you're still listening to this podcast, would you would you just please send me a, this code message to David at OtterCreek.org and send the message. Louisiana is the Pelican State. Is there a prize involved in this? No, no, no. I just want to know if anybody's still listening to this podcast. Defected Z Cavaricis. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. All right, we're gonna start the music. I do. I love you guys, and it's fun to come together. Uh, It's we, we, we as Christians should be having more fun in this life created by God than anyone else. God invented fun, so let's enjoy the NBA season. Uh, Enjoy trash talking one another. We're gonna give some hugs. All right, bring it in, uh, Josh and Wes, uh, David Knox. We'll see you next time. Uh, D-Knox, we hope you enjoy your trip to Italy. And the rest of you, we'll see you next time on the Digital Side Hug.